Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Hello, hello, and welcome to the seventh episode of the podcast. So I love it because seven is actually a really beautiful number for me. I have a relationship with the number seven. That's super nice. And I have decided that after episode 10, I'm not going to name them anymore at the beginning of the episodes, okay? (laughs) And this episode, what I want to cover is basically how identifying with human may be in the way of you being completely empowered as a spiritual being. So just want to give you guys a little bit of context. How did I get the idea of coming up with this subject? Well, last night on my balcony, and I don't know if you hear a little bit of background noise of rain because it is raining here in Dharamshala. It's actually one of the places in India that gets the most rain and monsoon is upon us or it's starting or I don't really know. Um, But anyway, it's raining. (laughs) So last night it wasn't and I had two wonderful friends over. Actually, this is a really funny story because I have this guest house room and it's got like a really big bed and it's got this really beautiful little balcony and I had two blankets because obviously they don't, they prepare the room for, you know, like two people and because I'm alone, hashtag solo traveler. And then I was here in the room and I was, I was really enjoying the first couple of days. And yesterday I woke up and I was like, I want to have a sleepover. I really would like to have a sleepover in this room. And I felt kind of almost bad for this one blanket that has remained folded on the corner of the bed that I've never touched and never unfolded because I didn't need to because I'm only using one half of the bed with the one blanket. And I was like, what a shame. I would like this bed and this place to be fully used and to be able to share the joy of the beauty that I have of this little room that I like so much. And then yesterday I met with some friends. Um, one of the friends I've known for a couple months, we met in Goa and he, um, was with a friend that I don't even know when they met. But anyway, I met up with them. It was a total fluke, by the way, that we met up. And then we were like, oh, well, let's go out and, you know, sit in this cafe with these other friends before they leave to take a bus. And one thing led to another. And then we came back to our place, the three of us, with a bottle of local wine made from some like flower here that I know I like this wine and it's like a really good wine. So yeah, we were drinking this wine on the balcony, the three of us uh, enjoying, you know, our conversations and our company. And the uh, wonderful girl that was there, so it was a girl and a guy, and she was, we were basically having this, this conversation that was getting deeper and deeper, and she was explaining how this relationship that she has with herself sometimes isn't always the healthiest. healthiest. And so she's like, you know, she's like, I hate myself because of XYZ, whatever we were talking about. I actually don't even remember the details. And then she said, but then I hate myself that I hate myself for this. And then I hate myself that I hate myself that I hate myself for this. And then I'm like, I know the same thing happens to me. And I say, you know, you like, you judge the judgment. And 
so it's like way, the way she explained it to me was so beautiful as we were sitting there getting a little tiny little buzz and she's like do you know what it's like it's like being between two mirrors and then you just like anywhere you look it's just the mirror is mirroring back in the mirror and the mirror is mirroring back in the mirror and then you only see like the mirrors mirroring back at each other till infinity right and I thought that this was such a beautiful representation because this is what happens. And actually, in neurolinguistic programming, this is what is called a meta state. So this is basically when you have a feeling, but then you have a feeling about that feeling, and you have a feeling about the feeling about the feeling, and then sooner or later, it's not a feeling anymore, it's a state. So for myself, this happens a lot uh, with, with judgment, right? And I'm starting to realize after this conversation with her that I guess it might happen with a lot of different emotions. So for her, it was more of a hate. And then I've realized that also I've heard people talk about this with anger, right? They're angry that they're angry. It also happened to me. So this meta-stating basically. There is a NLP way of kind of like navigating the mind. But as much as that is super interesting and useful and valuable, I'm going to keep it for another episode because as we were talking yesterday and she asked me and I wasn't in this like uh, logical mind of, oh, let me start explaining to you NLP. And she asked me, well, how do you get out of it? And I sat there and I was like, I don't, I don't know. And then we drank the wine. We're talking a little bit. And then I went, oh, I know how I do it. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I said, I'm totally empowered. And she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and so this is why I want to share with you guys, because as much as I know about these, you know, logical things, and I feel like they're very useful, the, the analysis of the mind and understanding how the mind works, what happens for me is that at a soul level, I'm able to break this pattern through not identifying as a human. And then this started that in another beautiful conversation last night. And now I want to kind of sum this up for you and hope that it can bring value to your human experience. So basically the principle is what, I, what I've come to understand in this moment is that if you choose to embody a, a non-dual experience of life or a non-dual perspective, that's the better word, a non-dual perspective of life. I don't even want to say better word, a more accurate word. Natasha, get out of judgment. Judgment is associated with good or bad. Saying it's a better word means it's good. I'm in a judgment state. Okay, it's a more accurate word. <laughs> you see what happens in the mind, how these patterns, you catch them and then you, you, you fix them. So, um, so basically the perspective of non-duality is that there is no separation between you and God quote unquote, you and source energy, you and the creator, you and life, right? You and like everything else around you, there is no separation. Everything is connected. So this is really, it's, it's really very common and foundational in most Eastern philosophies. Um, and the power here is that if I have this foundational belief and this presupposition towards life, that actually this human experience is a temporary human experience and that I am actually an immortal piece of source 
And then I am identifying with this energetic being that I am or this energetic particle, even I would say, of the bigger part of <laughs> what is God. I don't even know if I can visualize this. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like seeing God or the universe or source as creation as the ocean. And then we are just a drop of this ocean. And as we have come onto this planet, we've kind of just dropped out of the ocean. And now we're, you know, hanging out around here, but actually we're, we're, we're still water, right? We're still part of that ocean. So this is, <clears throat> sorry, this is for me identifying as a, as a spiritual being, right? So you can also do this if you're listening to this and you don't believe in non-duality. Let's say that you're like, I'm hardcore Christian. I think that this perspective would still work and would still give you the same benefit because the point here is really to not identify as human. And so why is that? It's because basically humans are tiny, puny, little things with no power. <laughs> so... You don't want to be this, this, this puny thing. And the thing is, is that your humanness is your body and your mind. And your mind is actually just a result of your environment. So your mind may also be a result of your environment, a result of your ancestors, whatever, etc. But basically it's all worldly things just as much as your body. Your body is also a worldly thing. So what happens with worldly things? Well, they pretty much are doomed, quote unquote, to be subject to the world's nature. So your mind and your body, they are not able to overcome the worldly things because they are part of worldly things. Whereas your soul, which is an energetic thing, which is a more than worldly thing, has so much power, has the power of God, right? Has God's power, has creation's power, has source power, has life's power, has love's power, however you want to word it. Basically, when you're stuck in between those two mirrors, what I think is happening, what I've come to understand is that basically you're stuck in your humanness. And that's pretty much how she was explaining it yesterday. She said, I don't know how to get out of it. And I said, well, this empowerment that you have to be like, hey, I am limitless power. Now I am dictating to myself, I am setting the rules here. I am boss here. I meaning the big I, I as in consciousness, I as in not I as in whatever your name is, whatever your name is, it's Jack, it's Julie, whatever. Jack is not the one putting boundaries right now with what's going on in the mind. No, 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 no. I am God as Jack is putting boundaries. So I hope that your mind is starting to understand what I'm getting at here and how beneficial it is. So if you are in this identification of being a spiritual being, having a temporary human experience, that means that it's very easy for you to access this power. And along with this point of view comes the, the spiritual perspective of 
God as you. And this allows you to completely de-identify with all humanness and your ego just somehow just kind of like strips itself because you're no longer identifying with yourself, with your humanness, with your ego. Now you're identifying with source. You're identifying with life energy. And so when you identify with anything that isn't God or life energy, that is the birthplace of ego. So as long as you are identifying with God, then there is no reason for you to be caught in this spiral of hate because these are worldly things. And so you have the power, you become the boss of your mind and you say, okay, shut the fuck up. There's no hate here. There's no such thing as hate. And then you might be able to logically, you know, work your way through it. The only reason why I think I hate myself is because I've been conditioned to see good and bad and to associate bad with things that are detrimental and therefore I don't want this. And I have been conditioned to think that if I don't want something and I hate it, then it's not going to be there. Now I don't need to be in this state anymore. I am a super powerful energetic being. I'm stopping this and I know how to handle my mind. So I'm going to counter this mind and worldly programming and I'm going to choose which programming I am going to give it because this is where we are in a way quote-unquote powerless is if we have chosen this human experience well we're, we're, we're quote-unquote stuck in the human experience unless of course I mean you have proper meditation techniques or like astral, astral projection or like whatever or like DMT I mean <laughs> There's way of getting there's ways of getting out of the human experience I think, um, but basically, the this is the game that we've chose to play. And then there comes this kind of presupposition, this kind of trust where if you're here, it's because this is what your higher self, your soul, you as a droplet of the ocean, you chose to be here. So there's gotta be something here and. Maybe it's just for fun. Maybe this is just a place where souls come to like play around and, and it's like a virtual reality. Like who knows, right? These kinds of things, the only presupposition that I think is beneficial is not knowing why, 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 why. It's just being able to accept that, hey, I'm a human. So I'm a human and I have a human mind. And this human mind is going to identify with something. This human mind needs to identify with something. So knowing that the human mind wants to identify with things and so far until I have been conscious, until this moment, until I am aware of this, it has been identifying with the programming and the conditioning that my environment has given me. So that means that if your environment and your conditioning has been from, you know, a Western world, let's say, and you are, you know, I don't know, someone that is, you know, that has always had success in, in school, right? Uh, so you're going to identify as someone that's smart, right? Okay, great. And uh, now it's like, okay, well, I identify with being smart. But then let's say that you haven't had a very, you know, uh, you haven't had a lot of success in school and in your academics, then you're going to identify as someone that is stupid, right? And so 
this here is where you're able to manipulate this and you're able to say, well, now that I am conscious, now that I am aware, now that I realize that I'm not human, I am choosing to now identify with something that is different. I am going to identify with universal intelligence. I'm going to identify with nature's intelligence. I'm not going to identify my intelligence according to school and academics and my past experience. Because now that I'm conscious, that's not what I want to identify with because that is very dual. And I don't want to be in duality because duality creates more separation. More separation for me creates more pain and suffering. That's not what I want. So now you have this option. Let's say that this is, this is the, the, the buildup that is there, right? I was bad in school, so I think I'm stupid, and I hate that I think that I'm stupid, and I hate that I hate that I think that I'm stupid, and I hate that I hate that I hate that I think that I'm stupid, and I'm stupid because I hate that I think that I'm stupid, and you're just spiraling, right? Well, now you have the choice to be like, whoa, uh uh, I'm not stupid, that's impossible, because I'm like this like piece of God, I am like totally an energetic being. My mind maybe is not adapted to what this era and this social cultural norms desires or performance that they want. And that doesn't mean anything because there's about a million different kinds of intelligence that exist. And it's not because I'm not academically you know, inclined that I am not smart. Actually, I am universal intelligence. I am God's intelligence. I am these things. And then if you want to make it just really easy, you can say, I am smart. I am still smart, right? And so this seems really easy. And then you can think, well, you know, it seems really easy in theory, but then when it's time for it to actually happen, it gets overwhelming, right? And so this is where I think the power of faith comes in. This is where, um, you know, I read once um, The Power of Positive Thinking. I think that's the title um, from this. It was a red book. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it was a super, super, super Christian book. I didn't even know when I was buying it. But then when I figured it out, I was like, nah, cool, okay, whatever. I don't identify as Christian at all. Um, but he was in this book, they were saying this thing about how in the Bible it says that if you have the faith just the size of a mustard seed. And I don't know if you guys know how big mustard seeds are because before coming to India, I had never even seen a mustard seed. I didn't even know that mustard came from seeds. Um, and so the mustard seed is probably the size of like, it's, it's really, really, really tiny. It's, it's like a seed, right? It's, yeah, it's like a pepper grain, not even. So it's smaller than a pepper grain. So it, it says that if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can get through anything and everything in other more nice words. But basically, this is where I think that faith is, is, is really, really, really important. This is where I find that spirituality is so transforming. This is why I find that spirituality for me has been one of the number one tools that has allowed me to overcome my trauma and to overcome these things. And that's basically surrendering to divine, right? And to being like, hey, I have faith that, you know, this, this, is, this is real and that I am loved and that, you know, the realness, the actual truth is that I am part of this bigger thing 
that is God, that I am connected, that we are one. And the faith in this gives you that power. And that power and that conviction is what allows you to step into your spiraling mind and to go, no, no, I refuse this. I reject this. I am creating my own reality here, right? Because this is just an illusion. Again, this is very much in Eastern philosophies, how the world, the reality that we live in is actually just an illusion. It's actually not real. And then you're sitting here and you're like, oh my God, but I'm sitting on something and you know, I'm driving a car and I'm eating food and if I touch my arm and I pinch it, there's a sensation, it feels pretty damn real. <laughs> And it's, yes, it is real, but it's not real. And the more that you dig into spirituality and the more that we dig into, you know, philosophy, the more that we're going to just find paradox. Paradox over and over again. Everything is a paradox. And that's where it becomes really glitchy for the human mind because paradox, to be able to understand a paradox and to be in a paradox and to be comfortable with it, you have to be able to transcend duality. Okay, I don't know if you have to be able to, but I think it's very useful to be able to transcend duality, and therefore you can hold both truths of the paradox at the same time, knowing that they are both true in their own way, even if they are contradictory. So on one hand, you have this reality is real, and on the other hand, you have this reality isn't real. And they're both equally true. And then you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> How much acid has this girl taken? <laughs> like, what is going on? And so the, 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 the paradox, the controversial truths that exist at every single moment in this world is again, right, this duality. So being in the state of non-duality, being able to transcend that and to hold multiple perspectives at the same time is you embodying that energetic self. And that's you using the mind to your advantage in a way, if we want to put it that way. So what I want to sum it down to is you have the power to be your own boss, the own boss of your mind. Because now your environment is bossing you around. Your environment has led you to believe or has told you that you are not smart. So this environment has created its, its boss form in your mind that keeps on telling you, you are stupid, you are stupid, you are stupid, you are stupid. And that's creating an emotional reaction, right? And I think, I believe that this emotional reaction comes from your higher self that is trying in the way that it can in all of your humanness to counter that. So then you get disappointed, you get angry. No, I'm not stupid. I don't like it. I hate it. I hate it that I think that I'm stupid. And again, we're in that spiral. So if you're able to tap into this spiritual energy, if you're able to tap into your self, if you're able to identify as being a spiritual being and you don't identify as being human, then you are not even affected by these things. So even if you identify as stupid, as a stupid human, and you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not able to undo this. It's too conditioned. It's too powerful. Well, okay, but your humanness can stay stupid, but then you're actually a spiritual being.
So either way, you're not identifying with whatever trauma and untruthful meaning making your mind made of whatever happened through you, by you, as you in the past. So identifying as a spiritual being, identifying as a part of God that is having a human experience can liberate you from these spirals, can liberate you from these heavy emotions and can liberate you from being a victim of life, can liberate you from being a victim of your conditioning, of your programming. And so when you're no longer a victim, you're empowered. And when you're empowered, you are the boss of your own mind and you dictate what the fuck is going to go down. You got that power. And I like to say, I got the power. You know what I mean? Like, I really, really think that embodying this is, is, is key to being able to heal quite quickly and quite efficiently from, 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 you know, traumatic events and from conditioning and from programming. And so this seems really, really easy. And you might think to yourself, well, it's because I don't have any faith. I wish I could just, you know, boom, have faith. Okay. Yeah. I believe in God and everything. And it, it's something really, really difficult. So for myself, I was able to, to, I'm able to be here because of the, I would even say multiple spiritual awakenings that I had in the last eight years. So I encourage you to go out and to seek God, to go out and to be open to seeing the miracles of God. The moment that I went from atheist to I don't even know what like spiritual, I guess, is the word I would use or from atheist to believing, maybe just I think believing is a more accurate word. The moment I switched from I'm a complete atheist, I don't believe in this, it's all bullshit, hippies, this all came from nowhere, it's going nowhere, whatever, to agnostic, I think actually agnostic is a bright word, um, from atheist to agnostic was because I was swimming in Egypt in the Red Sea. And I'd never seen corals before, let alone been on the beach very much in my life. And when I saw the corals and the fish, and <clears throat> it was just so impressive. It was just, for me, it was so amazing. This underwater world just blew my mind away. I could spend three hours snorkeling, like, kilometers of swimming, of just, like, there was just so much life and so many colors and so many fish and so much, like, and for me, I, it was it was, like, oh my God, there has to be a God. There has to be a God. And then so many things happened where it was just like at that exact moment where I needed something to save me, boom, that thing showed up, right? Right when it was about to be something super dangerous or even I remember exactly when I was in Egypt around these same times, I had no money in my bank account, absolutely none. And... I had to cross the border to renew my visa. And as I was renewing my visa, I didn't even know. And the guy was like, oh, it's a hundred something dollars. And I was like, um, okay. And I was like, okay, let me just go to the ATM. And then we'll like figure out that the ATM's not working. And then we'll see, you know, from there what's going on. And I won't really tell them I don't have any money in my bank account. So I go to the ATM 
And to my surprise, there was money that came out of the ATM. And I was like, what the fuck? How is this even happening? And then later when I had access to a computer and my bank account, because at that time I didn't have a phone, uh, I saw that I had been like deposited some weird like return from some kind of like government something of like 200 bucks or something. And I was like, wow. And so these miracles, one after the other, just a miracle, just a miracle, just these small miracles. So I invite you to really compile these miracles in your life if you're, you know, in an in an atheist state right now. And if you do believe, then I really encourage you to strengthen your faith, to basically go in and explore your faith and to explore how how can your faith liberate you from your humanness? Because the humanness is basically the only place that suffering exists because the humanness is where the duality is where the judgment is and as long as we are not in judgment and we are perceiving everything that is happening on this planet as neutral and as just part of god's will then there is no there is no emotion to be had i'm stupid okay whatever that's it that's that's not good or bad I don't deserve love more or less because I'm stupid. Okay, whatever. You know, I'm overweight. Okay, I'm overweight. Whatever. I have an overweight body. That's not me. The body is overweight. Whatever. Okay. You know, oh, I'm short. Oh, I'm tall. Or whatever it is. Things that you can or cannot change. You know, whatever it is in your life. Oh, I'm poor. You know, oh, I'm rich. Or, you know. And so you see how these things are all neutral. We're giving them meaning. Because we're identifying with them. When we identify with them, we're not identifying with truth. The truth is you are lovable no matter what. Unconditional love is upon you and is available at every single second of your existence. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. They are getting longer and longer. I am babbling more and more. And I feel like as I'm getting into deeper and deeper subjects, the clarity of my speaking might be a little bit less. But at the same time, I am still posting this episode and I'm still going to continue to make episodes because imperfect action is still going to add so much more value to so many more people's lives than if I waited to be perfect because it's never going to happen. So again, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you so much for your patience. Thank you so much for your understanding that I am not perfect. If you're still listening to these and you're getting value from them, thank you so much. And please feel free to reach out to me again on Instagram at natasa.alternative.lifestyle. All right. Talk to you soon.